What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team? And welcome to the Kaisa Show. Today's topic is... What are you training for? Which is a question to me. Yeah, in the world, and me, and just a general conversation around why do we train? Yeah, like why do we work out? What are you motivated by? What goals are you trying to achieve? Are those the questions? You're the one. Could be, right? Yeah, I think it's... We don't want to dip right in. Oh, okay, sorry. You know, we just want to hit them okay, with a lay, okay. high level. Okay, yeah, pull it back, pull it back. That's we what it's about. Yeah, we'll dive in <laughs> okay. as we go. Just so that the anticipation <laughs> builds so that you know what we're talking about. But before we go in, mm-hmm. we are going to talk about what's buzzing. Bzzz. I feel like your what's buzzing might be a little bit more buzzing than mine today. So let's start with you. Yeah, your last buzz was buzzworthy for sure i okay first actually i need to clear the air i was buzzing on homepod minis and i gotta say i'm taking my buzz back i'm taking it back apple homepod mini so i'm I'm gonna do a quick what i'm not buzzing on because so we got them we we had a little party they like immediately it was pretty cool they set up we were jamming we were doing our thing now, I think some of the issue is Wi-Fi related here in our space. It seems like we have some internet issues. So I will, I'm Preface. not going to, yeah, I'm not going to say it's all HomePod Mini's fault, but the setup's been a little weird. One speaker will play. Just strangely, music just starts playing from my phone and I can't control it. I don't know where it's coming from. So that's No, annoying. literally everyone on his phone, it said no music was playing. Like we could not figure out where it was coming from. So it's, there's a bit of confusion. There's some those. glitching going on. So <laughs> I'm not buzzing on that. But what I am buzzing on is Suncadia Resorts. If you are either in the Washington area or you plan on coming to the Washington area, I suggest you check out some Katie. You are such an infomercial I man. I'd love to. This you is like the my voice. <laughs> the voice changes. This is my platform now. I'm okay. like, it's what I've always wanted to do is just like be buzzing on stuff. And okay. now I get to do it. Okay. Um, I went there for my anniversary. Shout out to my wife. Seven years. Shout out to Priya. You know, we're doing it. Um, and it was amazing. Spas. We did like steam rooms, sauna. Okay. I'm going to say their sauna was down. That kind of no. maybe one of the oh. saunas. The other sauna was going, um, but it was so nice and like it's it's a little spendy and it's definitely I was just seasonal. Say, is it expensive? So surprisingly, it was like three ish or two seventy a night, which is like definitely like that's expensive, but not like crazy. But in the summer, it goes to like eight hundred a night. Like it's wild. It becomes a big thing. But I will say beautiful area you're in the mountain like literally in the mountains it was um there's just like t- miles of walking trails and there's like pools and spas and restaurants eh, the restaurants not the greatest i wasn't super stoked on the restaurants a little pricey for what you get and not many options but 
we just gave in. We spent the money. We because you're in the middle time. of nowhere. Yeah, where you, else are you gonna go? <laughs> you can drive to Rosslyn actually, which I recommend. Go check out Little Rosslyn, super small town. There was a Mexican restaurant that we went to that it's like uh, they call it pre-Hispanic. It's like it's sort of like the original original um, uh, Latin American cuisine. Yeah. It was good, um, but yeah, it was super fun. Okay. I love that area. It was there was still some snow. It was just nice. There were deer. I saw that in your post. A lot of deer. You know, you got to be careful. There's bears and cougars and stuff out there. So, you know, be ready to run. Golfing if you like golfing. (laughs) Don't run, though. On a real note, you don't want to run from bears. You want to make them uh, know that you're around. So they walk away and they're like, okay. You don't want to scare a bear. Now, if a cougar, if you see a cougar, you want to be big. Kate, no. Don't this is... and don't take any of this. Please do not use <laughs> the. Take... This is just what I've heard. <laughs> I don't. This is why I don't go on hikes. But you have bear spray. I have. <laughs> well, I do. I have bear spray at my house because it's my weapon in case anyone tries to fuck with me, and because it shoots further than just regular pepper spray. Bear spray shoots for like forty feet, so I don't have to get close to somebody who's trying to. Hopefully, knock on wood, hopefully nobody tries to come attack me, but I'm ready with the bear spray. Yeah, so, okay, so you're buzzing on that. I definitely, I understand the buzz on staycations because I think they're underrated and that's basically a state, that's like, it's like two hours away from Seattle. It's bomb. Um, I also, the Leavenworth, uh, the post hotel in Leavenworth is another one. I was trying to get, but they yeah. were booked. You have to book that one like six months in yeah. advance. Yeah. All right. Are you still go? Are you still buzzing on that, or do you want to? No, we can. Bu- we can move on to your buzz. <laughs> no, you. I thought I you already make- made the transition. No, no, no. no, I was. I realized all of a sudden I was cutting you off, and you might still be buzzing Ooh. on it. You might want to like say more. And I. I didn't oh, I just rude. would like to end with like I. Um, you know, I left my chiropractic pillow there, and I was so sad when I got home, and I said, "Oh my god." Priya, we forgot my pillow. And she goes, you know what? Let's call. And we called and they just emailed me today. And they said, for a flat fee of $20, we will ship your pillow back to you. Or you can come pick it up anytime. And I was very, I thought that was great customer service. Yeah, that is great. They're shipping me my pillow. Yeah, that's amazing. So I just, you know, I just want to leave on a high note. But the customer service was good. Shout out to Suncadia. (laughs) We, we really, because I've been there too. We really enjoy kicking it. We enjoy you. you. We enjoy you. (laughs) My buzzing is really quick, but okay. it's been a it's been a major game changer for me. I am buzzing on Thorn protein powder. I am like, I just I don't like supplementation because it's an added extra thing, and I never remember. And then I'm like, honestly, I don't know if it's placebo. If things are really working, I've been taking the Thorn supplements now for I think it's been over a month, um, and their protein powder and also their electrolyte powder. Love, obsessed, super clean, lots of good things in it. Like, because most of the time they shove not so great things in protein powder to make it taste good. Yeah. It tastes delicious. What's the flavor? If I'm drinking chocolate, not even kidding you, I actually look forward to having, and for me, I don't like replace meals with protein powder, but for somebody who's on the go, a protein as like a protein shake as a snack is so easy and I just bring it with me and I'm loving it. Okay. Shout yeah, out to I was going to say, you look a little more hydrated and <gasps> like protein sufficient. <laughs> I've noticed <laughs> today when you walked Are you fucking in, with me? I was like, I think I'm she glowing. might be taking. Yeah, she's got that protein glow. I um, I, can't I 
don't have thorn protein powder. In fact, you gave me some protein powder that's not thorn. So I'm just wondering, did I get kind of the handoff <laughs> protein? Because I had a protein shake this Am morning. <laughs> you did. I, I actually like it. I'm not going to lie. Asshole? It's pretty. No, no, no. It's another big oh. tub of protein. Oh my gosh! Extend. Is it extend from um, uh, C four? It's the okay. one that yeah. Okay, so there's a lot it's of tasty. Yeah, there's a lot of good protein powders. I just happen to be somebody who apparently, when it comes to protein powders, has a picky palate, and I just don't like I I like cleaner products. Yeah. So when when the thorn one was sent to me, and I tried it, thinking, okay, this is going to be because it is so clean, yeah. it's going to be awful, and it was delicious. I'm mm. just I'm buzzing on it. I like dirty products. Oh, personally. okay. No. I cannot stand <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't really like dirty products, but today. You're like, I like clean products. I know. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're buzzing on thorn. I'm even more red. I'm getting hot. No, but what's happening is the protein synthesis and hydration from the electrolytes (laughs) seem to really be keeping things just, you're not, um, it's not like a focus dread. It's a glow. So I think just stick with it and let's check back in a couple weeks. Okay, you all, we're moving on because I cannot deal with this. Yes. Let's move on from our buzzing topic to our actual main topic of today, which is why are you training? Yeah, what are you training for, right? So maybe let's start for like where you are right now. Like what are you training for now? A lot of people see your Instagram and you're, you know, you're going hard (laughs) all the time, it seems. Not all the time. Well, the posts are, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> not every day, all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> well, I guess I appreciate you prefacing it that way because I actually, it changes. Like we talk about seasons a lot. So when I train, it changes like what I'm training for or how I feel in my body dictates how I train and what I'm training and what I'm doing. And for the past two years, obviously, like during the pandemic that we were all in, I just didn't, I didn't have the energy. I didn't really feel up to training hardcore. I was kind of just trying to move because I know that's so important to me, but I wasn't mentally in a space to just go ham, which is what I normally like to do. So that was an interesting two year season for me. But over the past, I would say as I came out of COVID, so that would be as I came out of personally having COVID. So that would be at the end of January. So the past one and a half months, I have just been feeling like so revitalized. Is that the right word? Like I just, I feel like I'm going back to my old self and I don't really want to say that because I'm going into my new self, whatever this is. And I'm totally okay with that, but I'm just, I'm feeling so energized to go back into more of the sports performance training that I normally do. Um, and that I love so much. So that's what I'm doing now. So I think a lot of people don't get like when people like you train really hard because they're kind of like, well, what are you training yeah. for? Like you're not, you don't play a sport. You don't, or you do play soccer on Mondays. And, but like you're like, what are you training for? And I think that that, that comes up a lot. And I think like the only thing that I can really think of, I'm sure there's plenty more, but CrossFit comes up in the sense yeah. of like CrossFit, you're kind of training to be better at CrossFit and whether you try to do like the games or there's competitions at your local gym, sort of whatever level you're going for. But even in CrossFit, like a lot of people are like, what are you training? You're training to work out more well, or harder, but like, what do you, how do you sort of handle that question? Like, yeah. Well, I say I'm training for life. When oh. I, when I train like that, I'm training so that at 
any given moment, if somebody, like if I want to do something or somebody calls me out to do something or whatever, like I'm ready to go, it's how I train because it's what I grew up doing. So obviously when you're training, when you call it sports performance training, it is technically training for a sport. And then CrossFit made fitness a sport. Um, But for me, that transitioned as I came out of not really training for an actual sport. I still love training with goals and, you know, like a a thing that I'm going for and having a program that's designed to get better at that thing. So now it's, you know, whether it's getting stronger in the gym, getting more powerful, um, getting more like getting more cardiovascularly in shape, whatever it is, I always just want to feel good in my body and to feel at my best, like my strongest, most badass version of myself. That's how I train. Um, and so the simplest way to say it is it's sports performance training. Now, when you just said, if something happens, you're ready to go. Yeah. Is that like, <laughs> like you're ready to fight? You're ready to like, I'm like a, how do you power I'm lift? I'm a flighter, not a fighter. So, so no. like you can, you can use your agility and endurance training to okay, run. It's not, no, it's not really that. I, what it is, is that the feeling that I have about myself when I know I am the most badass version of myself, I feel indestructible. And it translates into everything that I'm doing. It translates into like my confidence, even in business or just like how I feel about myself in relationships. It just like when you feel so badass in your body and like so proud of yourself, it changes everything and so that's what I train for I'm constantly training for that feeling I'm constantly training to feel like I just feel like the badass version of myself and what that does it's it it always helps remind me because you know especially as women but as human beings we're always told we are what our body looks like it always reminds me that my body is so much more than what she looks like and so it's it's just like this constant cycle that I love doing I love training to feel my best, to be able to be doing anything that I want at any moment. Not anything. I can't, I couldn't go run a marathon right now, but, um, and you could just run like, a 10 K I could try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just like to feel like I'm, I'm pushing myself and I'm always like trying to be the best version of myself. Yeah. First of all, you kind of just like, I feel like you just summed up the whole podcast with that last oh. bit. That was like, you were supposed to save that for <laughs> oh, the end. Sorry. Now what the hell are we supposed to talk about? <laughs> he was like brought it home. Um, what I was thinking when you were saying that though, is it's like actually, if you remove the the working out aspect and you just go from like I'm pushing myself hard in anything, yeah, it's just the best version of yourself. Yeah, you're kind of connecting with the best version of yourself, knowing you're trying really hard at something. Yeah, I think that's like what because it's it's like you're not necessarily working out to 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 work out better. You work you're working out hard because you love it. Yeah. Right? Like you have fun. You're, no, you feel it. connected. Yeah. You, you're energized, whatever. And I, I like pushing myself, not just in the gym, but like, I think the gym is such a perfect place to practice that. It's a perfect place to practice, like being really uncomfortable and overcoming things and connecting with your body and like believing in yourself. Like it does all those things. Those all translate into the outside world. And I am somebody who constantly, wants to show up as the vet, as the best version of myself constantly knows there's like work to do um you know working on not being my perfectionist self laying that to rest and just knowing like it's it's constantly a journey to show up and be working on being the best human that I can be sometimes that's a physical thing in the gym but it translates into everything that I do I think because I have that mindset of wanting to train and do that, it translates into showing up in business in the way that I show up, um, being able to work through things, being able to have the confidence to be able to do things in life. Um, so it's not just because I want to perform in the gym. <laughs> like it doesn't, that's, that's not the whole point of it. 
How does it show up for you, say, in business, for example? I think confidence-wise, I think it's hard to explain the feeling. But mm. when you have when you have this connection with your body and you have this confidence with your body and you have like, you just feel empowered. Like when you're like, oh, I just, I just did that shit. Like I just did some crazy ass shit in the gym. Like I know I'm a badass. Like I, I know that I feel that. And so when you walk into a room or you walk into a meeting, you just walk in differently. Like you carry yourself in a very different way. And for me, sports always did that. But then I never, I had such a negative relationship with sports because I never actually performed at the level that I wanted to. And so then it kind of like ate away at my confidence. And so when I finally put sport to the side and I was like, I don't care. I'm not trying to perform on a field anymore. Like I'm just trying to do those things and have the feelings that I always felt in training with no end goal. My end goal is like life. Then it translates into everything that I do. I think that moment in my early twenties was when a lot of things changed for me because I love training. I felt powerful in my body and I didn't constantly disappoint myself by like failing out on the field or on the track. With like, uh, business, for instance, like you're, well, I guess, yeah, it's like everything, like confidence, like building your confidence. And for me, I think when I take that break to like work out, it's, it's like, it sometimes takes a lot of work to get there to be like, yeah. Oh, just do it. Like, go do it. I don't want to do it. And then I forget all of that, like while I'm doing it. And I totally connect with you on the sense of like, after I'm done, I just have a little bit, like I'm a little less stressed about whatever I was stressed about. It's kind of like all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, that's not as big of a deal as I felt it was an hour or two ago. Yeah. And I think like that little bit of confidence, it kind of like, I feel like for me, it's just like, I can't, it's hard to tune out. I think the two things that I can, two times a day I can tune out is when I work out and when I sleep. Like yeah. other than that, it feels near impossible to sort of like just tune out and not be in my head. But like working out, like that's where I've really connected with like kind of pushing hard and doing more than uh, I thought I was capable of. Yeah, you know, getting and, uncomfortable. Yeah, getting uncomfortable. And then that, then that relates totally to that, that meeting you're afraid of or that conversation you don't really want to have or whatever it is, you kind of feel, or oh my God, being a parent, let me tell you. Mm. Whew, sometimes it's like, I almost feel like every time... I'm going to see my, I'm, this is sounding dramatic just because kids can be hard and we're in like a hard part. But yeah. like if I work out before I pick up my kid, I feel so much stronger. Like Teflon where like no matter his attitude, I'm just kind of like, whatever, yeah. you're Well, fine. also like, like you are in a different place. Yeah. <laughs> like it's science what happens when you move your body. But, and so you're talking about like a daily movement. And I think where I was going like a little bit bigger of like, what are you the overall of like what I am training for? And I think that never makes sense to people. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take that away from your whole, no, okay. I wasn't, take okay. It away. No, no, no. I was just saying like, I think th that is really important in the daily, like motivating to like get there and have those constant reminders that it's going to be difficult. But once you're there, you're going to be so grateful. You know, you're going to feel so different afterwards and you know, that you need to do that. I think for me, I even go like a step bigger that keeps me motivated. It's like, I am a different human being when I am in a space that challenges myself, pushes myself, makes myself uncomfortable because that becomes my little lab. Like what happens in the gym for me, that's where I'm moving a lot or just in my training sessions is I just learn so much about my body. That's why I'm like, 
I'm so excited to be there because I want, when you want to be the best version of yourself, you want to figure out every nook and cranny. You know what I mean? Like I'm somebody, I like going to therapy because I'm like, figure out all this shit. Let's figure it out right now. And sometimes they're like, you can't figure everything out. But I'm like, let's just do it because like you only get this one. I have a constant feeling of like, you only get this one life. Like, how do you want to live it? I want to show up as the best version of myself, you know, to be the best person in business and for myself and in partnerships and relationships and family and everything. And I just feel like that's what, what movement and training does. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of science to like back. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So when you're moving more, yeah. when you're moving like kind of out of uh, or past your comfort zone and, th- yeah. and trying new things, there's a little risk of injury. Yeah. Right. So how do you balance that? Cause I think like it's taken me a long time to sort of navigate that. Cause when I was doing CrossFit, it was just like, I loved it. I was pushing myself way harder than I ever had before. But then I all of a sudden discovered like, do I have asthma? Like, why is my shoulder so jacked up? Like all these things, you know, were happening. And we've talked about this where it's like, when you're doing more, you're gonna, there's more risk of injury. But I think there's a fine line. So I'm just curious, like you don't get knock on wood. Like, I feel like you do a lot and it kind of blows oh my, my mind sometimes. Yeah, double, triple, knock. Oh man, I shouldn't yeah, even bring this up. But like, no, but you train hard yeah. and you seem to like, you're moving well a lot. Thank you. Um, thank you. I really value listening to my body. I really value form. I mean, people are always asking me, why do you train with a coach? Because a coach is analyzing everything that I'm doing. I don't just... I don't just like train myself and try to feel it. I'm having somebody watch me because I have really high expectation levels of what I can achieve and what I can do, which means you are pushing. It's a constant fine line of pushing yourself to the brink. Things are also programmed out really well. And I think that's a missing, I think that's a missing piece of a lot of people's workout routines. There's something to be said about moving for the sake of movement and for people who are just getting into movement or for people who just, you know, have a busy life and just want to kind of like move, that is fine. If you have, if you're someone like me who has a little bit more intense goals that you're going for, you have to be doing a thoughtful program. And a thoughtful program takes into enough recovery, not overtraining, being able to cycle through things, um, thoughtful movement patterns. And those are all like, you know, those might sound intense to a lot of people, but that's how I train because at the end of the day, like I'm working super, super hard to achieve certain goals. And it's like a scientific method, you know, to get there. How do you know, like, is there do you ever have the conversation with yourself in your head around like, ooh, like if I push a little bit harder, like there's a risk of like, I shouldn't do that. Like, how do you, oh, do you that, have that? that? Literally that happened uh, last week when we were deadlifting. Okay. And I, and I, I mean, shout out to Luca because I have to be the most difficult client, <laughs> but I am like, mm, I feel a little something there. And he's like, okay, what do you feel? You know, because feelings don't always like, those can be old patterns and things happening. And I'm like, okay, but like, what's the actual goal right now? Do I really need to lift that much? Because I'm feeling like I need to be here. Um, so yes. And I, I err on the side of caution. I'm 36 years old. I err on the side of caution because I'm trying to move like this for like the next 20 plus years. Okay. So I always err on the side of caution. There's also certain things like yesterday in our training session. I, I thought, I mean, I, I was going to literally throw up. I was so, I'd worked so hard. Which isn't that uncommon Which is not uncommon, let's be real. But it was a cardio thing. So I'm like, I'm not going to injure myself right now. Cause he's like, do you have another, we got to do this one more round. Do you have it in you? And I'm like, 
I am going to woman up and do this thing. <laughs> like, yes, I have one more in me. So I know when to push it or not. You know, I know when I'm miserable and then things are going to break down and a serious injury could be there, especially when there's a lot of weight on a bar or when like, I just need to push through this right now. And like, this is how we train this, is how we get better. It comes over a lot of years of training yeah, and it comes over a lot of injuries. Honestly, yeah. You have to push yourself to that limit to know that's the and limit. And I, I hope, I hope not everybody has to, but I did. Yeah. I didn't listen to myself for years. I did not listen to my body for years. And when everybody else was looking on the outside, being like, "Oh my gosh, you, you are so badass!" This and that. I was literally just beating her up with movement because I was still disappointed about all the things that she hadn't done. So it wasn't until I broke my leg in my late twenties that that was like my last knock on wood major injury that I was like, "Never fucking again." Mm. Not about to do this I'm not about to ignore all the signals because unless it's an acute injury which my leg break was unless that happens most of the time your body is giving you signals yeah. all along and you're ignoring them all along because you have a different plan your body's the smartest she knows exactly what i need to do at any given moment on any given day yeah. so when your coach or when luke or whoever else you know puts weight on my bar that i just knew i was like i'm a little bit tired i'm a little bit stressed out what is the point of me doing two extra reps here when in the long run like it could be really detrimental and i think that's how Honestly, I, going back to your question, I think that's how I've avoided a lot of injuries and recovery. We know this. Mm -hmm. I just sound like a broken record. I recover, 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 recover. That's a good, I, I actually just embarrassingly like have learned that with like, do I need like two more reps isn't like, is not going to give me anything, but it definitely could take away. Like yeah. when I know that I'm like two reps away from hurting myself essentially, but like I was so... <clears throat> married or dedicated to the number like I have to get the 10 or the 20 or whatever it was and then not until that recently I was just like do eight yeah. do six yeah. like whatever like listen to how I feel yeah. know what and what am I going for like yeah. Yeah. So. Or like I'll say, I, I told you I'm Luca's probably worst nightmare, but we do have so much fun. But I'm like, cool, if you want me to get those reps, lower the weight and I'll get those reps. Like it's just a, you just, I think so many people are disconnected to their bodies. And of course we live in a very disconnected world. So it's easy to happen. That's easy to like have happen. But I think at the end of the day, if you're connected enough with your body, you know when you can push it and you know when you've had enough. And when it comes to training, so many people think like what none of the outside world matters doesn't matter what I did today or what happened yesterday doesn't matter if I got an hour of sleep I'm gonna fucking go in here and go hard mm. uh no it all matters <laughs> like it all matters and it all comes together in that one moment of you training and that will tell you because I always say give 80% of what your 100% is today your 100% today is not the same as it was yesterday mm. so get in touch with yourself to figure out where you're at Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's how yeah. I used to train all my clients. I was like, where are you at today? Let's be real. How stressed out are you? Mm -hmm. Have you eaten? You know, like, have you fueled today? Did you sleep yesterday? Okay, cool. Let's get in touch with where that is. Our goal is to get an eight out of 10 of your overall 10. But your 10 is not the same every single day. Yeah. It changes every single day. Stress matters, you know, yeah. sleep matters, fueling totally. matters. And that's, I think that's where like diversity and movement comes in too. Mm. And being yes. able to like sort of prescribe yourself what the right type of movement is. We've kind of talked about this in the past, but like walking like has yeah. been such a game changer for me where I'm like, I know that like I shouldn't be lifting weights or I shouldn't be like, you know, running or cycling or whatever it is today. Like a walk is going to be amazing for me. And it is like, it's like, and yeah. it makes me feel good too. It's yeah. kind of like, 
it's a little bit of movement. Like when I had COVID, it was yeah. like we were coming out of it and we both, my wife and I, like we could not work out and we're like, we need to do something. Like we need to get out of the house. And so we would go on these walks with masks and, and it was like, it was hard, you know, because it's like you're sick, but it yeah. felt so good. And I swear it like helped. Yeah. I love that you're saying this because I also think time matters too. Sometimes I, I mean, all the time I do this. If something, you know, I have in my mind that I want to get this like hour long workout in and like the other day I got off the plane and I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm not going to get that in, but I really just want to go like flush out my legs. So I got a 20 minute bike ride in and mm-hmm. I'm like, time matters too. Like be okay with where you're at and what you have that day. And if you have 10 minutes or five minutes to move, like anything is better than nothing. Yeah. And shout out back to my Apple watch that I'm still loving. The rings. Because there's so many nights where it'd be like nine, I'm sitting watching TV on a Friday <clears throat> and it's like, you need 10 minutes of movement. And I'm like, why can't I just get up and yeah. like march in place and do some jumping jacks? And it was like, oh yeah, like movement doesn't have to be a full program in a gym no. or whatever. It's like, no. it can be really simple. And think about how, because so many times it's it's easier to say, oh, it's just 10 minutes so that that won't even count. Think about 10 minutes every single day, how that adds up. It makes a huge yeah, difference. So totally. of course, like, I mean, you know, we preach that all the time with just move. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so- how do you feel in your body? Like, do you feel like the more I move, this is like an ongoing battle for me. The more I move, ah, I get these little, oh, my shoulder. When I go surfing, for instance, like my shoulders are always sore after I go surfing. And not sore, just like muscular, but like, eh, you know, there's something going on. Or, you know, my feet sometimes hurt or knees if I'm running. And like, I try to do all the things. And I'm at this point now where I'm like, that's just kind of like, it comes with the territory. Like you're pushing yeah. yourself and I'm, I'm being, it's not like I'm like, you know, really have big issues or I need to go to the doctor. I'm avoiding that or something. But how do you feel in your body? Do you have any like issue, you know, like issues? How's your neck? How's your shoulders, oh. your elbows? Like, where are you at with that? Cause I think a lot of people, I think sometimes you experience a little pain or like, a little discomfort and that can kind of be like, you know, maybe I'd rather just not move because then I won't experience that, which I obviously don't think is the, the right no. prescription. But like, how do you feel? I feel like a badass bitch. Oh, I mean, okay. like straight up. Right now, you're yeah. asking me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel like a badass. You're good. But I think the thing for me, there's always little things that talk to me. Like I always deal with a little hip thing. Um, I have a bunion. I, you know what I mean? It's like I always yeah. deal with stuff. So that's that is always in existence, but I feel like a badass. Yeah. Like right now, over the past, I would say over the past month, like training has changed. I feel like I'm coming out of like what just feels like hibernation. Um, and I, I just, I, yeah, for the past two years, it's just been a difficult two years, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, it, when you go through difficult times, though, it also helps to put things into perspective. I kid you not. I mean, I'm always in our training sessions now being like, this is so fucking hard, but I fucking love it. Like I'm so pumped to be there. And I'm like, it's so fun to feel like I'm getting, I'm not going to say in shape. We got to change that word, but I'm like getting back to being able to move and move freely in my body and feel powerful and do the things that I want to do. Um, so yeah, (laughs) simply put, I feel like a badass. Yeah. And so it sounds like you manage those things 
really well. It's not like you ignore them and push past them. Oh, it's no. Just like more my hammy. Like, yeah, my hammy right now, we've been doing a lot more sprint work. And I know on my right side, like I literally have had the same things that talk to me. I've had them basically since college. And sometimes like there's things that might not ever really go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like 16 years. And when they talk to me a little much, I just like dial it back. Yeah. So I listen. I yeah. listen to it. I do not push through my body talking to me. Yeah. And the recovery is key. And I think it's like, I just went to the chiropractor and I always, I have an issue. I go to the chiropractor. I like work through it. And then I kind of like, don't do it anymore. And and I was talking to the doctor and he was just like, let's just get you on like more preventative. And I'm like, I'm so with you. I'm so ready to like, not just be uh, trauma, you know, like let's, or triage. Like let's not triage the trauma. Let's like, how do I work on things? So like my neck doesn't get hurt when I go to the trampoline park with my kid. And I think a lot of it is like, I think that, you know, there's a lot of form that goes into things. There's a lot of genetics that goes into things. I think occasionally if somebody's having like a repetitive injury, I always say, go to your local, like go to a good local trainer and just have them start looking at your form because the way that you move in everyday life, like think about how many times you, you know, squat or you reach overhead or all these things, like those all matter. So if part of your training program can be put like how you, if you have sticky points, put them in your warm ups so that you're repeating, you're yeah. repeatedly doing them several times a week. It's like your own rehab um so yeah so if you're somebody listening to this and and you have like you know things that are constantly talking to you go have somebody analyze your movement Mm -hmm. because it will make a huge difference if you can have somebody pinpoint those out and then you can just add some prehab stuff into your routines yeah and so how do you so when you i mean you've had little injuries over the years not like Mm -hmm. big ones but like i remember i think your foot was acting up or something like yeah how do you because i think a lot of people you kind of can beat yourself up and yeah. then you kind of just stop moving. Like I feel yeah. like I have friends and family who go hard, they kind of hurt themselves yeah. and then they just stop. No. Like how do you, I mean, I just, uh, it's just a little extra added challenge. I always think injuries, I have a, actually a very positive relationship with injuries. Now I just, they're trying to teach me something. Sometimes injuries are like, okay, sit your ass down. Like you, you know, you're doing going a little bit too hard over here. Um, injuries, I think have a really special way of like slowing things down. So you have to look at other parts of your life. So I just, I try to have like in the moment, if something happens, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I had all these goals I was going to. But the second thing I quickly say is like, okay, what else I have to look at some something else in my life. Like what else is going on that this injury is happening? Um, but also there's a million other things you can train. <laughs> I, yeah. Like with a broken leg, I was still doing upper body and core totally. and single leg movement. So I don't really, movement is my lifeline. Like, you know, nothing is going to take that away from me. No matter what, at any point in time, I will find a way to move. Like yeah. that will happen, period. How do you scale things as you, as you get old? I mean, obviously you yeah. I mean, I think I listen to my body more. You know, I I train, I would say two to three times a week is, you know, hardcore. Uh, Back in the day, it was probably five to six times a week. So scaling back a little bit. Um, More recovery. I I sound like a broken record. More recovery. I do so much recovery. Mm -hmm. You know, mobility on mobility on mobility. Um, You know, just making sure that I'm in tune with my body and how it's feeling. And I wake up and I'm like, am I ready to be a badass today? I sleep. I sleep. I hydrate like all of those things that when you're younger, you can get away with not doing. I value all of them. Yeah. All of them. I value my body. Like I just, I'm always like so curious what she's going to be able to do, you know, like, and when you get into the place of being like, 
curious about what she can achieve and like what's the next badass thing that she's going to do or it's going to do like that's exciting and then I'm reminded you know when I'm like want to stay up an extra hour or two or you know want to go out and party whatever I'm like I it just helps to put everything into perspective and I'm in that place right now in my life where I'm like I just want to see how badass she can be yeah I think that that has to just as you age you know like like the the um the reality of like this isn't forever yeah I think starts to play in where it's like I like you know of our age group and like friends and family it's like people it's like we talk about sleep we talk about like hydration you know we talk about all these things of like how to take care of ourselves the best whereas like you were saying 10 15 years ago it wasn't about it was almost the complete opposite how little sleep could you get how much can you drink how heavy can you lift it's like the complete opposite and I think that mindfulness really comes from like aging and I think that's like that's really, it's a beautiful thing because you start thinking about how do I just do the things that I love for as long as I can do them? Yeah. How, what do you want to do in 20, 30 years? I mean, I don't even know. Sky's the limit. I just, it, for me, it's a feeling. It's not like, what do I want to do? It's just like, I, I want, I'm always chasing the feeling of just, uh, okay, badass must be the word today because I don't have another word, but just like feeling so good and empowered in my body and like what, she can do. And I just always want that feeling. And so I work really hard to make sure that I have that feeling. And that feeling obviously will evolve over time and we'll see what happens. Seasons happen even within a year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's constantly changing. But for me, I think I'm always going to be chasing that feeling. So there's nothing as of now that you're connected to, like, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to do X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. No. No, I don't. I don't. You just love the movement. I love movement. I love the challenge. I love failing. I love learning about myself. I love connecting to myself. I love all of the things that movement has to offer. I, I love it. Literally love it. <laughs> I'm trying to break this somehow. But you're like, trying to break you, me? You no, know, I'm just like, you just so love movement. I guess like, do you not ever feel like, fuck, I do not want to work out today. Oh, yeah, I don't want to go train. So what time. is that voice like? And how do you talk to that voice? Uh, sometimes she wins and I don't yeah. go train. I know the thing I always say, like the key to success is being very honest with yourself and knowing yourself. So for me, one of the reasons I have a trainer is because they're going to hold me accountable. Mm. One of the reasons I have a trainer is because I'm going to freaking show up for them. You know what I mean? Like, and for me, because life is so busy and things can be pushed to the side a lot of times the things that I need to do for myself get pushed to the side so I literally have those things set up so that they so that, that doesn't happen but I don't I am not somebody that loves training on my own and mm. I think that might come as a surprise to a lot of people I don't love doing my own workout I part of the reason why I love movement is I love being in community yeah. like I love being with other people um, so I think it's knowing yourself. If you're somebody that needs to like have, be held accountable, either you have a trainer or you sign up for classes or you schedule yourself out, you do something so that basically at like all costs, you're going to show up. Yeah. I mean, because for me, it's just like, I had to find something bigger to mm. connect to, to sort of like get me through some of the like monotony of like movement when I wasn't connected to it. Yeah. Like where it was more of like, oh, but yeah, it sounds like you just you can kind of push through it and I no, I can't, I don't want to sound like that at all. I like, I am somebody who will find all excuses not to move, but instead of beating myself up and thinking like, Oh my gosh, I'm a terrible person. I don't have the motivation to do that or the discipline to do that. I just say like, okay, how do I figure out how I am going to do that? 
You know what I mean? And for me, everybody's different. But for me, it's like being held accountable, like having somebody else hold me accountable. Really, that helps that that takes that out. So or, you know, I did sign up for the half marathon. Mm. So there's something that I'm kind of training for. But I just think the key to success is knowing yourself and being honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and then set up an environment that you can actually be successful in. Don't just keep setting yourself up for failure. You know what I mean? Like, because I think that's what so many people do. Some people have crazy expectations, think that in their crazy life, they're going to do all these things like, no, Figure out how you actually are going to do them. Yeah. You know, like what date do you have to set with yourself or with somebody else or sign up for classes or what, what do you have to do that's going to get you to actually show up? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely, and I think, because I've talked to like a lot of people who want to like, um, well, look a different way for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I want to lose this weight or whatever. Like that's, I feel like that's the biggest one. And I can't say that I've like, I've definitely like felt that way too. And for me, it was like, I had to connect to like, what it, I want to, I want to surf when I'm 50 or 60. Like that's a big one where I'm like, if I want to, if I want to be that active in the water 30 years from now or whatever, like I need to definitely be taking care of myself. And is it like lifting the heaviest weights? Like probably not. It's like lifting weights for sure, but it's just like moving like constantly yeah. and taking care of myself and recovering. So that was like a big one. And then like with my kid, you yeah. know, I want to play with my kid when I, or do adult things with my kid, like yeah. hike and backpack yeah. and cycle when I'm 50 or 60. Yeah. And I think, everybody's different and I think every season of your life it's going to be something different I just think the key is to be super honest with yourself and I think no matter what you've got to figure out a way to move Mm -hmm. like literally your body needs movement you need movement your mind needs movement you've got to figure out a way to put it in and you have to like have a conversation an honest conversation with yourself to be like what's going to be the way in which I will do this and I've had a lot of those conversations with myself and I fail a lot when I set up things that I'm just supposed to do for myself on my own time so I don't really do a lot of that anymore like when I wanted to run the half marathon, I have a friend doing it with me because otherwise I would have paid for the damn half marathon and never showed up. Like yeah. I know myself. Why keep getting mad? <laughs> like that's just how I am. I will always prioritize a million other things before it comes to like getting my movement in. So now I'm like, no, this is how I get my movement in. Yeah. So it's just, I think for me, I think that's a huge key. I wanted to go back because you said something, maybe this didn't relate, but the reason, so I, when we created the programs because, oh, you talked about people wanting to lose weight and that Mm -hmm. being a huge motivating factor. And that is a motivating factor. It's not a sustainable factor. Mm -hmm. And I think that was always like something that really resonated with me is like, I wanted to meet people where they were at. So when I started to be like, you know, when I started to advance and say like, okay, fine, I won't send you away to a different trainer. We've talked about that before. But when you want to lose weight, you probably you never really probably lose all that weight. And if you do, it doesn't last. So it's just not the sustainable cycle. And it wasn't until I started getting this whole group of women doing performance-based things Mm -hmm. that they found something that was motivating, that they found something that would like bring them back, that they had this kind of like drive inside of themselves to like stay committed to this thing. So I think that's also, if you're someone who has a hard time sticking with movement, I think maybe, you know, if you are trying to move only because you want to change the way you look, maybe having a real honest conversation about that and knowing that, you know, we're not going to go into that, but knowing that that's just not a healthy relationship with Mm -hmm. movement, it's not a sustainable relationship with movement. And maybe you should like figure out some other goals. Are there certain specific things that you want to be able to do physically? Mm -hmm. Some of my women just, they wanted to do one pull up or, you know, a push up, or they wanted to deadlift heavy. Those were the things that kept drawing them back. And they were back for six plus years until, until I moved on. So it's a game changer. And I think like with, 
yeah, when you're connected to like weight loss, like you're kind of only connected to the result. Like you're so not connected, at least this is my experience, like during the workout, during the programming, it's you're kind of only connected to like when you step on the scale to be like where I'm at. Yeah, obsessively. And if it's not reflecting, it kind of, it summarizes how you're doing, like how your workout was, whether it was hard enough, good enough, whatever. When that, like I've only really... Well, whatever. Recently on my own, I've really hit moments where I'm working out that I feel like you kind of talk about because I think you're an advanced mover. I think I'm, you know, intermediate. Oh. I feel like I, I look up to you as a mover. Oh, thank you. I think because I think the fun, the, yeah. not the technicality, but I think where you're at with the the how present you can be in the mm-hmm. moment and like how much fun you have during that. It reminds me of like dance or, Mm. you know, different sport where like you're not thinking about the thing. You're just literally experiencing it and having a really good time. And there's Mm kind of no place you'd rather be. Mm -hmm. And there's been moments recently this last year where I'm like, whether I'm on the bike or swinging kettlebells and I literally hit this like flow where I'm like aware. Euphoric. Yeah. Yeah, Where I'm like, holy shit. Like, cause I never got that from running. People always talk about like runner's euphoria. (laughs) I just like running is not my thing. I I do it every now and then, but like, I never, I'm like, yes, the runner's high. It's always like, Jesus, this is almost over. Yeah. But I have hit moments where I'm like, holy shit. I love that. I'm getting like a feeling right now thinking about it. That when I connected to that, it changed everything for me. Yeah. Because then I was like, Oh, I just love movement. Yeah. It feels good to move. Okay. Amen. Also, every single human being can and will have that moment with movement at some point in their life. One, it's like figuring out what type of movement it is. Like you love kettlebells. I don't love kettlebells, Mm -hmm. but that's where you get it. Like, the human, the simple, simple fact is human bodies love to move. It's just finding a type of movement that resonates with you and your soul and yeah. your body. And we can all get to that moment. And when you find that moment, that's the thing that makes movement sustainable. Not only fun. I mean, not only sustainable, but like fun. Yeah. That's what keeps you coming back for more. So I just like, I mean, it's why just move. It's why all of this exists. Mm-hmm. It's why I'm out there going as hard as I am trying to put that message out there. Because if you if you tell me you don't like movement, I will just say you haven't found the movement yeah. that your body loves to do. And yeah. I think that that's like, that is a fact, mm-hmm. a simple fact. Because when you do, it's just like... Nothing, nothing compares. Yeah, and it's just like, it's like when I was filming, I've told you about this, I was filming dance last night. And to see these girls like they were so in the moment and it was just like, this is, that's what I love about like dance and and performance where, you know, or surfing, like just these moments where you're just smiling, you know, and you're, or you're just, it's not even always, you have to be smiling. You're just like in your full present self. Yes. Present. You're present. I think that's such a key word. And there's so many, there's so few moments in our lives these days that we're actually just like present in that moment. And I think when you find that, you know, type of movement that you like to do, there's, it's like, I imagine what meditation is like. I say I movement is my meditation, but it's like literally that flow state where nothing it's else flow, matters. I was just gonna say flow state. Yeah, it's flow state. Yeah, it's when you quit thinking about what you're doing and you're just yeah. doing what you're doing. Yeah, I think that. And I what just I really do want to encourage because I think it's so easy for people to say, especially to me, like, well, you just love movement. That's your thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I if you could have you could have put me in you know swim or uh, ballet or whatever, and I wouldn't have loved movement. Mm-hmm. I've gone through so many t- 
types of movement to figure out what I love. And it ends up being that I love training in a sports performance way yeah. for a sport I'm never going to do for the sport of life, period. Yeah. And that's what I love to do. Doesn't mean everybody needs to love to do that. But Which there is, is something for you. Yeah. And that's a good point. Cause like, yeah, I've, you're not, you don't like fake it. You're like, no, I don't like, I don't really like kettlebells or I don't really yeah, like, no. you know, yoga. That's yeah. just not my thing. Like, yeah. I don't like that. And I think that that's like, you just exactly like you found your groove, you found what you like, you yeah. stick to that. Yeah. And I found it by trying a million things. I found it by failing, not failing, but like not loving a bunch of sports when I was young and shout out to my parents for not ever like forcing me to stick with one. So I tried a bunch of different movement with sports. And then as we, as I came out of that and I started training for one specific thing in the gym, which was track, I like loved being in the gym and yeah. that's what I found. But that's over the course of years. Yeah. Okay, I'm inspired by your movement and your whole motivation. So, like, I'm sure a lot of other people are out there want to move like you, move with you. How do you, you know, you have Just Move, obviously, which is... We have Just just Move. But, like, tell tell me about what else you're working on. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, one, I do get a lot of questions about, like, how, how... People see me moving like on social media and which is how I'm training in real life. Those are all clips from what I'm doing. There's always questions about, you know, we want, I want to train like that. I just, for the past several years, my passion has been to service people who I feel like the industry lets down. And Mm -hmm. that's like really what I've been focusing on. And I didn't want to put out another thing for people to become even more advanced movers if I didn't have all the other things. You know what I mean? It was so important to me to have, um, start moving workouts and just move and have that all up and running and being epic as it is now. And so now that that's there and now that I feel like, you know, I have movement, we have movement for all levels of movers, for all bodies. Um, I feel really like in a space that I want to put out what I'm doing, which is far more, you know, advanced. Mm -hmm. That feels a little like egotistical. It feels weird when I say that or like cocky, but it is for an advanced mover um, and more sports performance. Like I want to put out programs that are related to like basically like my program, (laughs) you know, like what I'm doing because I think it's epic. I think also like what Luke and I are doing is super fun right now. And I think there's room for that if, if people are still interested. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what I love is I think it's easy to say like, don't work out for weight loss, right? Like it's an easy thing to, to focus on the thing to not do. Yeah. But I think it's hard to replace. Okay. So what what do we replace with the feeling? Not everyone just gets a feeling. That's a hard thing to tune into. And I think we've talked about this in the past and what you said, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but you're like, we're going to be testing like long jumps and deadlifts and what was it like speed? Yeah. So like for the next round of programming that we're going to do, which then if people want it, we'd put out is like, so it's testing our power, our strength, our endurance. Um, and then I, I do want to have like a little cardio test cause I've yeah. been like wanting to get that. So, but it's like a little mini Olympics, yes. <laughs> you know, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I think that is so cool. Cause it's not just like, Oh, don't do that. It's like, no, don't do that. And do this, do this. like connect to this. Yes. But so this is the thing. This is the lesson that I had. This is why my smart training, but like, which is sports performance training. That's why it was created because I started to realize 
I have had so many experiences in my body throughout the course of many, many years to say like weight loss or what I look like doesn't matter. That is expecting that people are there too and that people have those experiences too. And that's not facts. So many people like can be 30 plus years old and never have those experiences. They are anything more than what their body looks like. And so, and that's why I started creating this. That's why I wanted to create performance-based programs. They were not all crazy. Not all smart training programs are like crazy, super advanced movers. Some of my smart training programs were for like 60-year-old Mary that just wanted to feel good in her body. And then shout out to that because then she was deadlifting 260 pounds. So performance-based programming can meet anybody wherever they're at in their movement journey, even if they're just beginning. Mm -hmm. But it's literally saying, we have certain performance things that we're doing certain goals and then we're going to train to beat those goals so we test them in the beginning we train four weeks typically and then we test them at the end and it's so fucking fun and at the end of that or during the beginning of that or in the second phase of that you're like i don't care what my body looks like because she is badass or Mm -hmm. it is badass and that's what happens but i realize as a trainer i have to give people those experiences you can't just tell people shit you have to allow them to come to that on their own time and i just like with performance-based programming, like I, it does that for so many people. Yeah, no, I, and I can totally relate because when I got my my strong first cert, I mm. had to do the performance. I mean, it's a little different, but very similar in the sense of like, I had to do 100 snatches in five minutes and yeah. it had to be good form. And I failed four times. Like I thought I was gonna pass it the first time and I was so humbled, but it was so cool because every time I went to retest, like it was generally about two weeks, two to four weeks apart, I would gain, I would get better. And it was so noticeable because it was in five minutes, you know, it was like a very specific test. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is really fun. It's frustrating, failing or whatever. But like, I loved it because I kind of don't wish that journey happened any other way now because of what I learned. I learned how to do it to the best possible ability that I could do it. Yeah. Which is so cool. You so learn you how talk- to get uncomfortable. You learn how to push yourself. You learn how to train. You learn exactly. how to value yourself. Like, yeah. And remain percent. safe. Like not just like, because there was a, it wasn't just do a certain amount of reps. Yeah. It's like, you have to do them this way. Yeah. So I couldn't just like try to muscle it or whatever, push yeah. past it. That had to be, you know, efficient and, yeah. and correct yeah. or whatever. But, and that's why I think I, I just think, when people have an experience and especially people who have never done a sport before, because so many people haven't done a sport, when you have an experience of, you know, setting a goal and working towards that goal and then, you know, probably like surpassing that goal or meeting that goal, very few things compare to that. And that is the most empowering and motivating thing. And I think I just like, I realize that as a trainer, early in my career that if I wasn't going to help people lose weight, you know, which hell no to that, what was I going to help them do? And how was I going to set up? I talk about it all the time, like as a parent, how was I going to set up a better environment for them to learn and have the feelings that I have rather than just telling them? Cause that's going to go in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Um, how do I set up those environments? And that's with performance-based training. Yeah. This is different, but it kind of reminds me of something that I heard recently where it's like when people talk about, um, nutrition like instead of saying don't eat meat yeah, like just for add vegetarian, all this. just add more veggies yeah totally. and it's like when i heard that i was like that is so yeah nice because a i just need to eat more veggies yeah. like that's like point blank period yeah like that's the thing yeah and instead of thinking of what not to eat just like add more of this and when you add more of this yeah there's not room for all the other shit totally 
I no, love literally, that. yeah. Liz, I think, was one of the ones that taught me that too. Okay. Shout out to Liz, yeah. But it was like, because she, she, it was always like, don't worry about all the things that you want to take out, Kai. So just like, let's add extra of this to help you, you know, have more energy or like, you know, fuel more, be able to like recover more, whatever. Just think about what we're going to add. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's such a positive spin. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, shit. So when is smart training? What, what You got this new program coming. I mean, my new program will start in early May if I'm on schedule. So if there is interest, I mean, I feel like now we're going to put it out and see if there's interest. We would all start together because I would just do the program with the team. Yeah. And who knows when this podcast is going yeah, to true. Yeah. be May. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Super well, exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, you already nailed the, like, I feel like from when we started this, you wrapped it up. Oh. How, do we, how do we wrap it up from here? I feel I like. I mean, I think I do want to wrap it up by just saying, I think what we covered today is a lot of things that have to do with movement. And one of the things is that there, I, I would love people to walk away from this feeling like there is a way for you to move and feel like you are, um, dedicated to movement or that you are, you can hold yourself accountable to movement in a specific way. It's just about finding that way. So if you walk away from this podcast and you have a little bit of an exploratory mindset, I would be so happy. If you explore the Just Move library, that'd be awesome. If you don't like go to classes, Mm -hmm. try certain things, get a little uncomfortable with movement. I did dance class for half a year. Like just try different ways to move and see what resonates and what feels good in your body. Also, we covered this. If you are having aches and pains in your body, go have somebody analyze your movement because you want to move. Hopefully you want to move for a long time and listening to those aches and pains now can save you from bigger injuries in the future. So go listen to that body. Um, what else do we talk about? Yeah. All of it. All of it. I mean, I think, yeah, it's, it's like, it's also, you've said this in another podcast somewhere in the podcast ether, but just like talking to yourself in a positive way, like Mm. connecting with yourself and not focusing on what you did, not what you didn't. Yeah. And I think that's like a big thing. I never want to cut you off, but thank you so much for saying this. Because if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, oh God, she's so annoying. She's like saying she's a badass right now. I went through two years of having to like be really okay with the fact that I just wasn't feeling it. Like I wasn't feeling a lot of things when it came to movement and it came to my body. And I felt, you know, like in our, all of us in that world of like COVID depression and anxiety and overworked and all that. So if you're in that phase of your life, be gentle, (laughs) figure out a way that you can move and take care of your body in a very gentle way. Maybe you're not in your like crazy badass phase of your life. You don't hold on. You still are a badass first of all, but maybe you're not like in the gym going ham. That is totally okay. Mm -hmm. Literally. I'm just now coming out of that. And you know what? I will probably go into that at another season and another point in time, but I take advantage of the phases that I'm in. I really try to see like what they're teaching me, not just about my body, but about everything that's happening in my life. And I happen to be in a really like in a phase where I really want to push myself. So that's what I'm in. But I hope you don't listen to this podcast and think, you know, that, or beat yourself up and think like, that's where you have to be in. You know what I mean? Like we're all in different seasons. The key is just to know what season you are in and to listen to yourself and to respect yourself. Yeah. And be a badass in whatever in season, season you're in. That's, yeah, because I shout out, I keep cutting you off. I'm so sorry. But that, I, that allowed me to be a badass in business. In that mobility. season. Yeah. In mobility. <laughs> like yeah, really yeah. Yeah. You true. made a lot of headway in like, it's true. 
in mobility, yep. like in taking care of yourself in a whole different way. And I remember that process. Yeah. You weren't happy a lot no. of the times. And then you kind of hit this point where you were like, you know what, though? Like, I'm feeling good in a different way. Yeah. And you were moving in a different way. So and true. you, you know, you really connected with that and you got kind of gentle and more I, did subtle. I did. I yeah, did. I did. did. I'm then, not anymore. Yeah. But you were a badass in that season. It's so true. It is so true. But I just, I, I always feel like I'm a little self-conscious when I talk about like where I'm at, if I'm at like a high fee point in my life, but knowing that like the reality is I have a lot of seasons where I'm not at that point. And I have a lot of seasons where my badass self was more badass in business than in movement for two years. And I think wherever you are in your season, it's just about being honest and like, okay with that, but still taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and still doing what you need to do to make sure that you're, you know, the healthiest version of yourself. Be a badass wherever you are, wherever you are in whatever season you're in. I think you just, ch- you, I think the, the title of this podcast now needs to be, be a badass. <laughs> or, I was Redefine. Like, yeah. Cause it's not about badass. Pu- badass doesn't mean pushing hard. No, it just means showing up fully wherever you are. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. That's super. I okay. We that. redefine that or find a better one for that. Yeah. I don't know. That was just my, my word of the day. You used it enough. I think it has to be in there. Yeah. It's yeah. word of the day. Um, okay. That, that was super fun. I, I definitely always love talking about like training and my training and movement and I can get really intense. Mike put a table between us this time because apparently on the last podcast, <laughs> I was getting so intense that I was coming into his bubble. So, but I always get intense when I talk about this stuff. I yeah. just, Intense in a good way. Because you know what? I work out so that no matter what happens to me in every day, that I can be ready. So if you're coming close, like I can do a, a roll out if oh, I need you're to. Out of control. You know, no, come on. It's it's visually better than us sitting on true, the couch. It wasn't a great angle. It's true. And it did help my intensity. Yeah. But it is also a safety barrier. So <laughs> safety. wrapping it all up, team. Thank you so much for joining us here today on this lovely Badass. Badass. I know I was trying to put that in. Conversation. <laughs> it. Okay. That's why I got to have a teammate in this. Uh, we so appreciate you showing up. Remember, as Mike said last time, subscribe, yeah, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe. That's kind of like a yeah. little chill way of saying it. Subscribe, leave a comment. We're still working on like setting up a voicemail to leave messages. <laughs> yeah. But like in the meantime, you we can DM hear. Kaisa. You can leave comments on the podcast. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Because like we keep saying, this podcast is for us to be having discussions that people find valuable, not just that Mike and I find valuable. Or it's a 50-50. It's a (laughs) 50-50. It's a 50-50. We're working towards a 60-40. But thank you so much for listening today. And we will see you back on the square table. I can't say round table anymore. We'll see you back on the rectangular table very soon. Peace.